Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our first uh, review uh, episode of the season. A new season has begun, and uh, we're back. And as you can see, is there already a few things in crisis? That's the high, that's the headline for this uh, show. And I, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? One game goes by, and then suddenly there's crisis. But there is crisis. There's a few things I will talk about. Let's uh, introduce my guest first. Back again for the first time this season, Kanaya. Welcome back to the show. Nice to have you again. Thanks. Yeah, Thank the last. Thanks for having me. Yeah, last time we saw you, I think it was uh, the the European Championships final preview. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. that was the last it time. Didn't go to Rome, though, so. Yeah, yeah, it ended up going to Rome. But anyway, well, that's yeah, uh, it's it's not a big deal. It's not nothing for us to worry about because uh, that was the preseason stuff, the fun stuff. This is the most serious stuff that we worry about. And now you got Prakar back again. So Prakar, you're becoming a regular on this show. I think you'll be a, a Nishikan for this year, where like you keep showing up for all these yeah. episodes, which is. Yes, yeah. it's great. It's awesome to have you. It's great to have you back anyway, because I mean, some of the things that we discussed. Um, all right, let, let's yeah. just, let's start with uh, the first game. Let's start with Arsenal and Brentford, because I think this is a bit of a crisis thing. We talked about that. Uh, and Prakar, I'll bring you in on this, because we actually spoke about this at the last show, and you were there. And we yeah. and I said this, and I think even Sagar might have mentioned it, but if Arsenal lost that game, there were going to be some serious questions asked. And then what did they do? They yeah. went and lost that game. Um, and it's not it's not surprising to be honest. I mean, Brentford were playing their first game in the top ladder seventy four years. You're expecting their fans to be up for it, but it's just a narrative at this point, isn't it? Without that, is that there's something wrong at that club? There's something wrong in the team. There's something wrong at the club right now, beyond just the result. And that's, if you look at it as an isolation of just being one game. Yeah, I think that players are not motivated enough to play. Right? I think they have just lost hope. And I think my prediction of them being out of top ten can come true this season. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope early, not. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's too early to make predictions of places. But yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, there is there is a lack of motivation. I think there's there is an issue there. Uh, but can I? I mean, is it the manager's job to motivate the players, or is it the players themselves that should be motivated? I mean, surely at some point you think about professional pride and all that. Where where does that fit in though? Like with with Arteta at this moment. I think. Both it works both ways. You know, the, mm-hmm. how does how does a manager motivate his team? Mm-hmm. A, they have to ex- they have to either be excited about what he has plans for as a team, or player he gets in. You know, yeah. how do you excite the whole team? You know, like you know, definitely we talk about Grealish and so on, but then that excites the whole team. Mm-hmm. So and the other way also because when when the team suddenly feels that. There is nothing new coming in. We are waiting for things to happen. How do you, you know, how do you get them excited? Like, who, who's there? Like, if, if you think of Arsenal, there is nobody exciting that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. There's no, okay, you know, Saka has had a different story altogether. Saka has had a, you know, a, a brilliant hero. He's, he's been a champion. He's been a hero, and the way he's been. But that's the only player that everybody wants to talk about right now. Saka is the main man for Arsenal. But then, how much can that a young, he's a young lad, how much can he excite, uh, 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 you know, players who are much more experienced than him, who've won more trophies than him? So, mm-hmm. there, there is, there, that's something which I think Arsenal lacks right now. Because also, you know, if you see, they've, they've only got Ben White in the, in, 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 the, in the transfers as well. That was, uh, again, a defensive move. Obviously, they need more Stability in defense because the the goals that they the way they considered and so on from the previous season, but the creator, you know, they're they're still they're still fighting for uh, Odegaard. You know, they're waiting for you know uh, clearance from Real Madrid to go on for. But then it goes both ways uh, in my opinion. Right? And yeah. the only problem has been they've 
they've lacked this spark. Obviously, they did miss Lacazette and Aubameyang uh, uh, and yeah. the players at the start. It's the first game of the season. But in my view, first game of the season, you've had the whole preseason. Mm-hmm. You had a long time to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was not that the fixtures just come out like a day before and suddenly you're thrown out a wild card and you know, you're playing Brentford. They knew, they knew what what would, what they will you know face. They knew exactly yeah. the style and so on and so forth. They had enough time. So that, in my view, was pretty strange. First game of the season with a newcomer, there's no spark. That was very strange. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've seen we've seen this before. United played Burnley, I think, a decade ago, and then they went to Burnley. Their first top flight game, I think, in a hundred years or something, and they went and lost. And that was a United team that was managed by Sir Alex Ferguson. So it does happen. But the point of excitement, though, Brocker, I mean, this is an interesting that I thought I was just thinking about. First of all, Arsenal actually have spent seventy-five million pounds this season. Just to be clear, they're, they're not some skinned club. People talk about them being skinned, but they're spent seventy-five million pounds. Now you could argue the two of those players, Nuno and Nuno Tavares, I believe, and the other one is Albert Sambi Lokonga. They might not play a lot, but they still spend money on that. So they spent 75 million pounds. The second part is that you spend 50 million pounds on a defender, and yet in any other club, you would think 50 million pounds on a defender, you think, wow, that's that's a big signing. And yet there's literally no fan fanfare. It's like everybody's just like wondering what's going on. So I mean, is it a jaded fan base? Prakar, this one where people like just want something different because Arsenal are spending money. Maybe they're not spending it right, but they are spending money. Um, it again is. I think they need some this. excitement. I think they need some excitement so, back. Yeah. Like, like if they if they even sign a small player, they should show like we have signed a player, like the way big clubs do, and that's what fans want, right? And if fans back their club, then the atmosphere changes quickly, as mm-hmm. you know in football. The atmosphere yeah. is everything for a team to play for, and then players are motivated, manager is motivated, and they perform well. I think yeah. they need a change in management. <laughs> And the way they think, do things, rather than changing players and managers. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the top management, right? I think that's something that yeah. does need to change at Arsenal. I think that's uh, that's 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 obvious. But I mean, in terms of signings, I think Odegaard is someone that I think they'll be pushing for. I don't know if that will happen, and I don't know how much of an impact that will be. But we shall see. Uh, but can I add a quick question? Well, they've got, it doesn't get easier for them. They've got Manchester City and they've got Chelsea next, and then they've got Manchester City after that. So we'll see what happens. Nishikant will tell you that they're probably gonna beat Chelsea because that's what happens. But I don't know about that. Nishikant, uh, just a fun question: What's the oh, who in the sack race? Do you think Arteta will be the first manager to be sacked? What's the over under on Arteta being the first manager to be sacked this season? As for you, Kanai, I'm just yeah, you're muted. So I think uh, Arteta will. I think it's going to be a Lampard. I think that's going to be the way it's going to go. It's going to be exactly mm-hmm. how Chelsea, you know. Famously, you know, back to someone, and then they realized mid-season that you know, yeah. you know, you've yeah. spent so much money here, and then suddenly we're we're not we're not able to get a uh, you know a top-class manager who who has some pedigree. Like, okay, he's won an FA Cup, and so we're not denying that, but then that's it. Uh, yeah. He was an assistant to Pep Guardiola. That, that, that's that's his pedigree currently. He's he's not been he's he's not had a you know. A, a, Overwhelming season where he's kind of where he's kind of transformed to the way Arsenal players have kind of made them play like crazy or something. It, it's not happened, and and there are a lot of managers like outside right now who, who can easily come in uh, mm-hmm. Arsenal who who have won uh, championships and titles and so on and so forth. But I think it's going to be a Lampard. He's, he he will. He, he, I don't think he'll. Maybe he will be the only because. 
just looking at all the Premier League clubs right now. I'm just thinking of them. I mean, he's, he's the only one in my mind who, who is kind of shaking. He, he will have some shaky legs every 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 day during the job. He's like, I, I really don't know what's going to happen because if Arsenal is going to get you know world class players, they need a world class manager. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is to uh, so talk about having transformed Arsenal and making them play like crazy. Some would say that he has transformed Arsenal and they do play like crazy, except, you know, in a negative <laughs> sense, probably. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but the results just don't go there when that's the only yeah. problem. Well, I mean, yeah, well, that's, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on from that and move on to some positive stuff. Uh, well, not positive stuff, but the smaller notes, I mean, the non-crisis stuff. I mean, this is something interesting that I noticed. Well, Liverpool won 3-0 against Norwich. I think Liverpool are a bit underrated this season. I think they'll do much better than what they did last season. But the crowd went mild, almost. It was absolutely like buried deep in the news. Like, there wasn't anything much. Is it, I mean, you know, Korea talks about excitement. Is You know, Liverpool have not made a big signing for quite a while, um, unless you want to cut Thiago yeah. for 20 million pounds. But they haven't made a big signing for a while. Is there a bit of, like, feeling that Liverpool are kind of, like, just running the gears? I mean, I know they've got Van Dijk back and he looks like a, a new signing, you know, cliche stuff, new signing. <laughs> but uh, is is there a little, I mean, is, is are Liverpool just an unsexy club? I mean, for lack of a better word, I mean, are they just an unsexy club at this point that, you know, people, you kind of know what you get with them and people, and they might win the league. They might win the league. I mean, I'm not discounted, but it just feels like you know, it's like they're not there. They're they're functional. Not there, they're yeah. not. Uh, they're functional. They're not not clicking. Not clicking together, together, right? Yeah. Not. I, I'm not saying they're not. I they're clicking together. I just feel like as as neutrals or as fans, we don't generally see them as like I want to watch Liverpool play. I want to see them. It always yeah. feels like same same, right? It's like um, I don't know. I I, I want to be. Yeah, it successful. feels like. It feels like we are seeing the same team again and again yes, and again. Yeah. The, yeah. No exactly. Yeah. Of- like. Yeah, like you know, no, when you're in a marriage for a while and then you get bored. Change. Yeah, yeah, of your wife. But you know, I'm not all <laughs> husband, all husband. You know, we're pretty inclusive. Um, but you know, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not condoning that. I'm just kind of. It's kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah does that does that feel the same to you? It just feels that way to me. But does that feel the same way to you? Brooker? Yeah, I think so. Right, like mm-hmm. we have seen the same same three forwards for last season and the season before that too. Right, the same mm-hmm. team, same play style. Yeah, and I they won the Champions League and the Premier League. Yeah. Premier League, but something needs to change, right? Last season they didn't perform that well with the same strategy. Mm-hmm. So I think some things need to change. Yeah, well, I mean, this is something that I found that, that I uh, realized is actually is that when Liverpool won the league title, who did they beat in their first game of the season? Norwich. Who did they beat this season? <laughs> Norwich. Norwich. What's gonna happen? <laughs> oh my God, that would be I don't know. I, I don't but know. That's, I, I don't... But that's that's the that's the exciting part. I think, mm-hmm. to be very frank, I think it's it's been a conscious, a very conscious decision that mm-hmm. they didn't make a they didn't make a you know big big splurge. They didn't go out and you know bought the Lukaku's or you know uh, Sancho's or which were like money flowing around because I think they just wanted to consolidate. They they you know you have to understand that they didn't have their top eleven last season at all. Mm-hmm. Most of the season, Liverpool yeah. was playing like they were just kind of catching up. They were like just just getting someone, and and, and with you know and, and if you see how what they've done, so you know that's that's something that's not talked about much. What they have done smartly, in my view, is not added players, but confirmed their set core for a longer time. Like if you right now see Van Dijk is signed till twenty six, I think. Fabinho is signed till 25, um, and I think there are two more players who have signed the new 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 contracts. 
Yeah, well, Henderson's going to get a new one as well. Yes. So, so, so basically, they're saying that we don't we don't want to spend more money so that we have to yeah. like we'll we'll have to 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 get our wage bill much higher. We'll keep our players, give them a better wage, and stay, make them stay for longer, and that just gives more stability. Yeah. I think Klopp knows the fact that this team has more to offer. And, and and I think he's very smart the way he's now playing uh, Jota. To be very frank, if you saw the if you saw the game, you know, not starting Firmino, but starting Jota instead mm-hmm. was basically a sign saying that do we need someone like Kane up front? Do we need something exciting somewhere? Because you know Salah will be their big game player. But then mm-hmm. I think that's that's the way they've they've, they've kind of well, been a little yeah. smart in my view. Yeah, well, Jota needs to be in the team. I think that yeah, I forgot about Jota. He's probably a big signing. You could count him as a big signing too, as a sub last yeah. season. But yeah, I think he needs to be in the team. I think he needs. To, he definitely needs to be in the team. Uh, and it's good if 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 that is the the the, the policy going forward is they're going to try to integrate him in the team. That's that's necessary and that's good. Um, on the note of stability, I don't want to talk about it, but sometimes people do say that if you have too many players who are too comfortable, then that creates an issue. So you want to keep creating competition as well. But you know, it's a long season, uh, and I'm not going to count on Liverpool. I think they will be. I, I, like I said, I think they'll be in the top three. I think that's for sure that they'll be in the top three. And uh, I, controversial opinions aside, but I think that's that's where they will finish. And the reason, and then who's my fourth team? I'm, you know, I've already said who who's going to finish fourth. I know people probably don't agree with it, but I think that's that's what's that. But that's still my opinion. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, Chelsea, uh, they have had a, they had a good start as well. A nice little goal. Uh, you know, an academy player scores a goal. Comes you know Trevor Chaloba does very well. Um, I don't think we learned anything new, did we, about Chelsea? We know the way that they play. They're still going to play the same way. Uh, was there any, any, I mean, Paka, was there any takeaway for you from that from that game, from that result? For Chelsea? I, I didn't think we learned. I think we know that Chelsea are going to be there or thereabouts this season. They're probably going to be in the yeah. top three uh, for sure. So you can see how I'm lim- eliminating the, my, you know, my my who's going to be finishing fourth, but uh, <laughs> they're in the top three. Uh, but uh, is, anything, is there anything new that you learned about uh, Tushar from that game? No, I think it's too early to say about them because their new signings were not there, right? Lukaku yeah. was not there. Mm-hmm. I think... One another player they signed was also not there. Well, there is some the reserve goalkeeper, but he was probably not going to be playing anyway. Uh, yeah. Bettinelli was not going to be. Yeah, but look, their main striker was not. Yeah, there, yeah, right? he's Lukaku not. He's just about there. signed. So yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. probably play the next game. Yeah, that'll be an interesting battle. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to make conclusions now at this yeah. point. What was very interesting to me in the Chelsea game was like we we saw the best of Ziyech till he mm. got injured. I think yeah. you know last season it was. Like, was he even playing? Like, there were moments where we were like, okay, where is he? He's like, he's like getting the ball yeah. behind the half line or something. Or he's like, whenever he would play or when he would, now he's injured. Yeah, well, that's that's what's thing. He used to play well until he got injured. That's what last season <laughs> well, he used to play well until he got injured. That, that's, that's exactly that's what, what happened again. But then, but then he didn't. He didn't even. I think you know this. The only thing what I was happy about was like we could see. Okay, so the players that they've signed um, from Germany, uh, both Werner, Werner was there. Mm-hmm. Werner was there. About he was, you know, his runs were kind of crazy. And I think Lukaku was a great signing just to boost his confidence. But Havertz was there. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, he was making. Because he had a very good Euro. Mm-hmm. He was the main striker. Yeah. He had a very good Euro. And then so these signings, like I think it's 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 a curse, like the first first season curse for every new signing that you can't expect much out of them. You know, you have to kind of give them one more year to kind of get used to the English way and so on and so forth. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Will these three now click? Because 
if you see if you if the, the, the front tree picks itself out immediately now you have Lukaku coming in center you have Werner you have Mount and you have Ziyech Havertz can kind of play somewhere in the middle as well they have they, have, they can switch yeah, around so, so Lukaku is now the main man so it's mm -hmm. like it's like he will hold off the big defenders because that's that's the problem that Werner had even, even Havertz has you know he, can, he can't hold off Van Dijk mm, so, yeah because Van Dijk is back. He can't, he can't hold off. The only Rutiger. person who can hold off Van Dijk is Jordan Pickford. That's the only guy who can hold off. Yeah, you know, it's like, that's, you know, he, he, he can't hold off. He can just you know, yeah. get the hell but out of him. But we tackle like, him. Yeah, yeah. but so, anyway. So that's, so, but that's the game. So I think Chelsea and, and uh, Tuchel has been very smart also about the fact that he's, he's kind of said that, okay, I just want one main man. This, they've basically gone the drop bar route. They've gone the drop bar route again. They're like, yeah, I just man. need one, one, one big man in yeah. the centre. And I'll play around him. You know, I'll, I'll be able to move the game um, with my uh, with the players because Mount has been sensational. I don't know, Jorginho has found some crazy form from somewhere in the Euros, and you know, uh, yeah. and also you know, Kante is always there. He's yeah. he's playing forward. He's kind of going. He's been given a free will. Yeah. What I what what would be interesting for so Norwich, you know, was not that you know, so uh, like for Liverpool as well the Norwich game and for Chelsea the Crystal Palace game. Palace, yeah. If 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 Benteke or somebody was starting for Crystal yeah. Palace, then it would have been a little more challenging in the defense. I I felt that you know it, it they, the defense was not tested enough because they were just starting with like a you know a, a, an academy player who even scored Alaba mm -hmm. and that that was kind of interesting. So. With, with premier sides, with much more, you know, with pedigree, with higher, um, uh, uh, better players like Cavani against them, that will be very interesting to see how this goes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. So I think that's their weak point right now. Uh, Chelsea have, have strengthened up front, which I think yeah, did not require a... that much strengthening. But then I don't well, know. Well, they've got a stack. They've got a stacked forward line now. I mean, they've got exactly. Lukaku, yeah. Werner, Havertz, Mount, Pulisic, and then you've got Ziyech as well. Exactly. Six players for three positions. So that's what you want. I think that'll be uh, that that'll be one to one watch. More Champions League happens. in the bed, I think that's that they've that, that decided. Yeah. We've just played mm -hmm. one more Champions League. We just need one more. I know. League. That's 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 that will be what it is. But yeah. yes, well, I mean, tougher test will await. Yes, for sure. Bakha, you were saying something. Yeah, I'm saying Ziyech is like Dembele for Chelsea, right? Plays one game and then injured. Well, I think same with uh, Pulisic as well. He gets injured a lot as well. Yeah. Not the one, one game, but yeah. I think that's that's a good point too. Yeah, there'll probably be injuries for those players. So you probably do need six players if you're going to yeah. have two of them. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it will be exciting to watch Chelsea this season. I think I think a lot of people are tipping them to do well. And um, well, the final one that we want to talk about. Well, actually, before that, uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, I think uh, if, if there's one manager who's probably going to compete with Arteta in the sack race, that's probably going to be Patrick Vieira based on this performance. Because I, I don't know. I mean, he says he wants more signings now, which is you know, which is obviously what every manager says, you know, because that's because I mean that's the only way to solve problems, isn't it? To throw more money at a situation. Uh, but uh, I mean, Prakar, what's the over? I mean, I asked Kane about the over under Arteta sacking. What's the over under on on Vieira being the first manager being sacked this season? I don't think so. He will be sacked that quickly. Well, not yeah. Because, well, not. Well, you think Arteta yeah. will be sacked first? Yeah, I think Arteta will be sacked first. Okay. Given the given the level of the club they are at, right? Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Okay. Maybe but I think it's maybe, also the pedigree yeah. that he comes from. Roy Hodgson was there, and then you know they got somebody as a makeshift because they knew that you know they they couldn't get somebody bigger. Like yeah. um, the, the, that. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And they've given Arteta already a year. He's he's been there for two years now. This is his yeah. third season. 
Mm-hmm. So you know, he's already been with the team. He already should know now what is the best lineup that he. He's still struggling with that, to be very frank. He, yeah. he, you know, I, I still feel that Smith Rowe and you know the Saka play well together, but then I don't know. Then he's still given to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I will just say this: until I get sacked and Vieira quits and says, "I want to, I want to manage Arsenal." I mean, one doesn't work. Why not another legend, right? One, another Arsenal legend. Oh, if one doesn't work, get another one. I don't think it will happen, but that you know. Maybe, uh, wow, wow, maybe wow. Crystal Palace versus Arsenal will decide who may which manager gets sacked. Yeah. Well, is well, would it be like well, is Crystal Palace a step up or is Arsenal a step up? I don't know anymore. Well, actually, we don't know. But anyway, I'm right, let's not waste any more time. I think we've taken enough pot shots as Arsenal for one show. Uh, sorry, Arsenal fans. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll move on to Manchester United. Five-one uh, win. Uh, I mean, Kanaya, how good uh, Bruno and Pogba, how wow. good are they? Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my, that was a dream. That was mm-hmm. just a dream. That's, what, that's the Pogba we just wanted. Like, I'm like, that. that's that's the, you know, the, the, when he missed that step over and he put the ball outside, I was like, he was about to score, he didn't. And I was like, hmm, he, is, he, he definitely doesn't have his scoring boots on. Uh, and then when he starts assisting like that, I'm like, hmm. This yeah. can go wild and very good. And then that's what happened. It just, just went wild very soon. He he has that. And then these guys, like, I don't know. It's it's like it's like telepathically, it's like the, he knows what, how where he is and so on. And I think they've practiced it so well. Uh, but it's just it was just a dream. And Bruno Fernandez, his finishing, the way he just moves, he's just floating around, he knows exactly where the spaces are. You know, finishing is like top class. There's no doubt that he's not gonna score if he gets the ball there. And and, and even Greenwood, uh, the, the, the way like, come on, Fred scored. So, yeah, I know. You know. I know. Once sure. Fred scores, then you know your defense has not done very well in that game. I think that Fred and Van Bissaka should never score in a game. I mean, any, any not that they should never score, but a team should consider an insult if those two, if either of those two score a goal. I think that I, I just feel that not that I have anything against either of those players. I think they're fantastic players, but uh, they're not goal scorers. So, if you allow them to score goals, then that means you're doing something wrong, really wrong uh, defensively. Uh, Prakar, I mean, it's, it's hard to read again. It's one game, it's hard to read too much into yeah. it. And I mean, the only question, the, the only question mark, I guess, is in that midfield. Can that midfield still be creative enough against the low block? Um, and now the other issue, though, is Victor Lindelof because he had a good game, but he's probably the guy who's going to have to make before Varan. And do you think? I mean, there's yeah. all this talk about Solskjaer finding a place, like playing him as a CDM. Does he fit as a CDM? I don't think he does. But does he fit as a CDM according to you? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's a defender and he should be there only. Yeah, I don't just... think he should play CDM. Mm-hmm. And you... if he plays CDM, then which player will make way for him? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be Fred, right? Fred probably is the obvious choice. He did score a goal, but he didn't have a good game. I didn't think he had a good game aside from that goal. So he probably would be the one to make way. But still, you, you want to play... The, the, the big issue with Lindelof is his physicality. And then CDM, you need physicality. So you take... I, I don't know. But I mean, that's something for Oli to figure out. Do you like Pogba as a left finger? I think this is a question that always divides opinion. Some people want him to play as a CDM. Some, they want him to play centrally, not as CDM. They want him to play centrally. What do you th- what is your opinion on Papa playing as a left finger? Because I have an opinion on that, but I will say it after I listen to yours uh, first. Yeah, I think he should play, but I think he's more suitable as a fo- false nine kind of player, right? Oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, Pogba is a false nine. Uh, I've I never heard he that. Play. I've never heard that of Pogba being a false nine, but that's an intriguing option. I, I think Bruno Bruno plays as a false nine. Bruno, I mean, that's Bruno probably, plays yeah. a false Bruno nine. Bruno plays yeah. as a false nine. Yeah, he could, but I mean, Pogba as a false nine, I don't know. I mean, I guess if Bruno plays a false nine, then he could play Pogba centrally. 
I just think Pogba yeah. is not a player. If you're not going to play him as a central midfielder, I think his best position is as a central midfielder. Uh, that's like an old-fashioned central midfielder. That's where his best position is. But if you're not going to play him there, I think he's wasted as a number 10. I think he's wasted as a number four. Then he's got to play as a left finger because that's his next best position because from there, he can dictate. But that's my opinion. And I've seen David Silva do it. and He was excellent at it. And somehow I just feel that there's this English bias that if somebody is not fast, they can't be a winger. If somebody's creative, they've got to play centrally. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, positions are kind of defined rigid, rigidly, whereas, you know, there's so many examples in, in football of, of not fast players being very good wingers on, or, you know, um, creative players not necessarily playing centrally. Uh, that's just what just I to think. add upon that, but just mm, to add yeah. upon that, now United don't, doesn't need a fast winger. Yeah. Like, they have mm-hmm. Sancho and they have Luke Shaw. Yeah. He, he, can, yeah. he can still play at his own pace. Yeah. You know, Pogba's new left wide position was created when he was playing for the French team. Yep. He, that's where he started. That, that's where Deshaun, you know, was at the start, he kind of discussed with him and wanted him to start on the left. And, and suddenly he realized, okay, he can cross balls as well and he can move and he, he can move centrally, he can cut and diagonally. You know, and he, yeah. his favorite foot is right as well. He can shoot from outside as well, outside the box and long range as well. So, the best position is central for him, but then I think it just limits him. Some it just limits him somehow because a he can't you know because it's central, so he yeah. can't he, he can't just move the, he can't leave that position as well. You know he can't he can't because it just makes the whole midfield or, or the, or the yeah. defense kind of vulnerable because yeah. he's not going to come back as well. So when you leave some when he's on the left, it's just much easier. For the you know for the defense and the whole team to kind of move around that that way, so I feel it, it's a left that works for him, uh, and also now United have you know Sancho also coming in and you know they have they have some fast players. They they don't need him to kind of run that way to be an out and out winger because Luke Shaw kind of plays up front. You know Luke Shaw is the is the is the is the I don't know he, he just plays amazing. He's just, he's just on a different form altogether. We could talk about. Just, yeah, we could talk about Lucas transformation. That's uh, we don't have the time, but uh, I mean, yeah, I just feel that with Pogba, if you play, I mean, he does track back. By the way, I should say this. He keeps saying he does drive back. He nowadays he tracks yeah. back. He actually used to play left midfield under Oli for the reserves. That's where he started out. He didn't because you know, like all players, you want to play centrally. He wanted to play centrally. Yeah. He never got the opportunity, so he left. But I just feel as a CDM, <laughs> he is limited because you're telling him to do a job that he doesn't want to do. Um, and, and he will do it, and he will do it to the best of his ability. I'm not saying he doesn't try, but I just feel like he doesn't want to do that job. He doesn't feel like that's his best position. So you play him on the left, is where he can kind of, it, it's kind of best to both worlds because he can do his creative stuff. He can be close to goal. He can get his numbers up. And then you kind of don't expect him to do as much defensive stuff as well. So I just think that. But that being said, I think against smaller teams, you probably might want to play him as a CDM and then bring in Sancho. Uh, maybe, in, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe bring in Sancho. Maybe, you know, so you've got a bit of creativity there as well. Then you've got three creative players on the on the pitch with, uh, with Bruno, him and Sancho and hopefully break teams on. That'll be the next test though, uh, which will be trying to see if they can break down low block teams. I think that that's when we'll know where United, I don't think this Leeds game really tells much. In my opinion, I don't think it says much about United because we know they do well in these kind of games. Yeah. Uh, but now let's move on to the final. But then for the, yes. for the Leeds game, it was just, that, that, yes. that was pretty cute because what the last game was, like last season when they played, it was pretty open. The game was pretty open. In the same way it started, but then United could, and it was like 1-1 and then yeah. go into second half. That was a switch. And Pogba stepped up. You know, we, it's like it's like mm-hmm. that's what we asked for like the whole previous season that we wanted Pogba to kind of step up a little because we know he can create it, he can do it. Mm-hmm. We were just all, but when Pogba had the ball, we were like give it to Bruno. Yeah. And then and now suddenly we're like 
Pogba can do this. So the, yeah. I think that 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 does say a lot. But yeah, Southampton yeah. getting into like the the, the Burnleys and so on, and then that'll that be goes. interesting to see how 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 he kind of fares well. Yeah, I think with Pogba it's that right. The thing is, we know he can do it. He can do it. Can he do it two games in a row, three games in a row, four games in a row, five games in a row? That the the great players they do that. Can he do that? I think he can. I, I think he has the ability. Uh, but you know yeah. the execution is the important thing, so we'll see about that. But let's move to the final game. I think we're kind of running out of time, and we've kind of done a lot of discussion. So final one, I uh, will finish on. A, we started on a crisis note. Let's finish on a bit of a crisis note. It's not a crisis, is it? But Manchester City uh, lost to Spurs. A result that I didn't predict. I don't think anyone predicted them losing to to Spurs, but they lost one nil. Um, I, I don't think anybody did. I know, and even the most optimistic of Spurs supporters were probably thinking a draw. I, I don't know if somebody did. Maybe somebody took a bet on it or whatever. But I don't know if anyone was predicting that. Uh, this is three games now that they haven't scored, by the way. They didn't score against Chelsea. They didn't score against Leicester. They haven't scored now against uh, uh, Spurs. Brooker, is there now clearly an issue like with, with teams playing a low block? They got away with it last season, but it looks, looks like now if teams are defending properly, they're, they're having troubles again breaking them down. Yeah, I think so. They are having troubles. And I think not having a main striker is mm-hmm. also causing them problems, right? Therefore, they yeah. wanted Kane. Yeah, well, they do want Kane. I just think oh, if, yeah. if it's the issue of having a consistent goal scorer rather than striker, because if you think about last season's Purple Patch, it was basically Gundogan who was scoring goals from outside the box. Yeah. It was Stones and Diaz scoring you know, set-piece goals, which you know normally you don't associate City with headers. They were doing that. And that you know allows them to get those goals. Now, they, uh, Gundogan, for some reason, has gone back to things that is 2019 again. Uh, you know, there's no longer 2020 again. He's back to 2019 again. He's an inconsistent player. Uh, Stones obviously wasn't available. And Diaz, I, I mean, he, his form seems to have dipped from the Euros a little bit. I don't think he's looking as solid. So they're missing out on those goals. They're missing consistent goal scorers. I think, I think it's... it's so they, they got found out, to be very frank. They, you know, they've, hmm. they've done this. They've, okay, Aguero was there, but he didn't start a match last season. Hmm. And then he left. So now people know what their weakness is. So if you stop... So who did they count on? Gundogan and also the set pieces. Now, the games that they've had, Stones has not been there. The partner that Diaz has always kind of trusted on. They played with Ake. Yeah. Ake has had a terrible three games. Like, he, he he will just want to forget those three games. He's he's like... And in all three games, all the goals that they've scored, if you see, Ake is there somewhere. Like, there is a way that, you know, he slipped somewhere or there's a ball going through his legs or something. And... And also, when you started Mendy, that I think that you know, I can talk defensively. They've had an issue when they have. Then the teams know mm-hmm. that I can Mendy don't go well because Mendy doesn't. You know, his process has not been as amazing as he was in the first season when he started. But then he's tried to make move, make it up with his defense. But that's not happened. Kyle Walker is their best because people will, uh, you know, uh, they they will score again. You know, people will, uh, will score as counters on them. They, they know and best track back best person to catch a ball on the counter is Kyle Walker. He was not starting the game. But then, going up top, what City has, you know, what Grealish gives them is what Sterling gave them a couple of seasons ago. Like, they need, they need that spark, so Grealish now is that spark. Sterling has now a partner, but then there is still, and but if you see what Grealish used to do, he used to feed Watkins. Mm-hmm. Now, who is their Watkins? Who is their goal scorer? Who is the threat? Jesus is not a goal threat. He is, he, he basically plays like a winger because he kind of cuts, he likes to cut through. He's not a, he's not a poacher. He's not a, he's not a, you know, six yard dash kind of a player. 
hurricane is mm-hmm. that that's what they're fighting for but there's a lot of i think i think that's that's kind of the reason as well to be very frank you know somewhere in the mind just just they've not scored yeah the the, the premier league winners have not scored yet in any game now i don't know it should it should it should definitely be it's definitely i'm very sure it's on the mind of all the city fans as well like okay okay three games interesting what was going to happen now and who's going to be because i don't see any goals coming from anyone else like okay fran torres had a lot of chances riyad mahrez should have like drilled that one on the top corner i don't know how he missed it but then i think that's somewhere in the mind it could be that you know they don't have a striker and they have and they, and there's a pressure because they have to score goals you don't win games if you don't score they're missing chances and it has to come there has to be somewhere i i don't i really don't see um, okay if if sterling goes in again he doesn't have the physicality he can't he can't you know he can you can make runs the city can be as fluid as they want but then when the defense kind of you saw the game you know against tottenham when they, they, the, the minute they scored they could not penetrate the city were city were like how are we what are we doing how because they were if you see the passes as well the touches just went wayward because and they were going backwards that was the interesting thing to me i have not seen city go that back when they're kind of attacking they really shot the ball is kind of going back to edison or you know that that, that was pretty strange i'm like okay they, this is something that i've not seen because they've been very confident when they're going forward they're going forward like they yeah, they're not kind I, of going back so that's something yeah. i think in my view will take some time and they have to score the first draw has to kind of get over yeah i wonder sometimes you you get the fear of getting countered on and then you start you know uh, going behind uh, prakash i mean it's it felt exactly like a blunt sword doesn't it yeah it's like a blunt sword the, the, the tip is missing jack gurish yeah. though i mean i mean he was always going to get a stick he's going to get stick no matter what he's, he's you know he's got yeah. a manchester city it's, it's 100 million he's 100 million pound player whatever that means he's 100 million pound player and uh, I, the the first question is is he what city needed i mean is he or is he just much of a muchness i mean as we say right? is he too similar to the other players around him is he what city needed i it's hard to make and it's only one game and he played as a central midfielder yeah. which i don't think is his position anyway i don't think he should be playing in central midfield right now at this point um but uh, what did you make of his first game for city aside from his well, dive percent i was talking about that <laughs> no i'm just kidding but... i think he played well but i think the point that kanaiya said that they don't have a main striker right mm-hmm. they don't have that threat like going forward they don't have that threat like this player you don't know that which player will score goals like yeah. if you have a striker you know that he can score goals we have mm-hmm. that main man and he will yeah. score goals but mm-hmm. right yes. now city is missing that and too many... that shows in their gameplay right yeah when it's you don't have a striker players. yeah too many cooks yeah. not well not cooks i don't know what the, yeah. the word is too many i don't know i i'm not a metaphor too many yeah. chefs don't know how to and then they don't make a recipe or something that's i i missing yeah, well, that i'm missing that too many too many uh, well, roads but not the final destination there's nobody to you know to get that final yeah it said too many cooks spoil the brook but yeah i yeah, spoil the brook yeah that's true but i, I anyway I, i'm missing on the metaphors here but anyway uh, interesting point though uh really <laughs> of course we talk about that I, I, one more thing to to talk about. actually yes I, i think more than a goal scorer i think that player that, and i know people will talk about aguero and you know and about replacing him i think city have not replaced sane i think that is a player that they never replaced you know the guy who could make direct runs who was not afraid to take yeah. players on and beat them 
the way he did that, they did that three years ago. I think the way he did that, they never replaced that. They never got that. And Sterling doesn't do that. Marvez doesn't do that. They need somebody like that. You can just run at players with the ball. I think that's into that's 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 going to be important. But can I, I mean, uh, we are, we've all insulted City, and we all know what's going to happen next. It's going to be 150 million pounds or 150 million euros, whatever that's going to be coming out. A check is going to be written, and uh, you know, Harry Kane's going to be a a, a City player. Uh, that's that's what's going to happen, isn't it? At this point, definitely. There's there's no City are like after after not like there is no way. Yeah. He should have been in the stadium. Mm-hmm. At least. Like that well, he was in the stadium. Well, but he was in the stadium, uh, Harry Kane. He was watching the game apparently. Um oh, no, he, he, that's that's what they say. He, they don't they didn't they didn't know that where he, he, he was not in the stadium. That's oh, that, uh, he, okay. Reportedly he was in the stadium, but nobody saw him. But yes, Kane yeah. Kane, right? Yeah. Well, I suppose you don't want to because you don't want the camera to show up on you, right? And then you either get booed or whatever happens. I don't think they because I mean it's difficult for him to react as well, right? If Spurs could a goal, how does he react? If, if City scores a goal, how does he react, right? So, so I that's think the thing. Know. So so like what happens when when the next time he wears a a, a blue jersey? Mm-hmm. So so it's it's good. so you know he wants it. He he wants to play Champions League. That's very simple. He's very clear about it. Yeah. How City. Getting beat by you know Spurs, Spurs kind of winning a one-off. That's not going to change the decision of playing Champions League. Mm-hmm. This is a world-class player. Player, he's 28. Yeah, he's at the prime. He's he's scoring 33 goals, 30, 20, 23, 33 goals every season. For whom? That's the main question. For whom is he scoring? He's scoring for Spurs, who are not even in Champions League. He's one of the best players. He's one of the best players out there. He's like, yeah. like amazing. I don't know why United never signed them, why Alex Ferguson didn't. But then I, I don't want to go into that because I'll just go. I, I'll I, just start. I, I think his peak came after, like he, he came to prominence after Salas. But then, but then so there was, there was no time. That, that, that was that was a time. Because I think that was a time when United were yeah, really that, they did speak. Yeah, but, but at that time Spurs to. were a better team than United. To be honest, there was a Pochettino was there. Yeah, yeah, there was a Pochettino yeah, there. Pochettino yeah, was there. He was there. Yeah. And no, now no, it's too then, pricey. Too pricey. Yeah. So uh. yeah, he's like. So like, I'm like, you know, it's, it's a poker game right now with Daniel Levy mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's a it's a poker game. No, I think Levy that deal asked, will happen. I think that deal will happen. I think the only question it's a matter of when. Will it happen before this week? Will it happen before next week? But it will happen, and I think. Um, I don't think this result changes it. If anything, it changes City's determination to get him because I think if they'd won, they would be like, well, do we need Kane? Maybe not. But now it's like, well, no, we need him. They need him. And, no, I, think, uh, I, think, I think they want him. I think they've, they've been yeah, very they clear. So him, yeah. City, City has been very clear since the Euros. Since has, since has, City has basically said that, okay, we want Harry Kane. That's it. If, yeah. if, if, if Levy doesn't want to negotiate. And, you know, the, 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 the Kane interview, which went kind of crazy, the way he kind of marketed himself, Saying hundred million, you know, if, if if Tottenham gets hundred million for me, I'll you know we'll have a discussion. But then that was not the point. That that you know that he was kind of he was unprofessional in a way because he was kind of marketing himself and saying, okay, I'm up for hundred million. You know, whoever has the money can spend it and get. But then that he's on a contract. He's still three. He still has three years under his contract. So that, that's pretty unprofessional. But then he's a player who wants to play Champions League. That is it. That's his goal, and he knows City. If not today, okay. If 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 Kane comes to City and City don't win anything, which is highly unlikely, City don't win anything. He knows a year later they will win everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, City. Yeah. Well, there's always the Carabao Cup for City to win, which they seem to win each year. So if nothing else, he will add a Carabao Cup this year. Yeah, we can uh, just change the name to City Cup altogether. So well, now I, it's I know. Um, 
I mean, but the I mean, question for me is yes. if that couldn't they have signed Messi instead of Kane? If they are having so much problem signing Kane and Messi was a free agent, right? And you know uh-huh. Pep wanted Messi and Messi wanted to play for City last year. And mm-hmm. when things didn't fell through, could have yeah. they gone for Messi instead? So the but Messi deal, yeah, the Messi deal deal was the Jack Willis deal. So they signed Jack Willis because they couldn't get Lionel Messi. Um, I think they yeah. always wanted because Messi doesn't play as a striker, right? He plays as a winger. So you still have yeah. that issue of a striker. So I think if they if they had known that Messi wasn't going to make it, they would have signed uh, him instead of Grealish. But the Kane deal, I think, was always something that they wanted to do, even if they had signed Messi. So the Kane deal is independent. Uh, the, the issue though now for Jack Grealish because he's not Messi, and I think he will always be compared as being not Messi. Uh, would Messi have been a better signing than Grealish? And I think that would be something that he'll have to live with for a long time in his career. I, I just feel that, that these are things that make or break players, right? And I think that's something that will be interesting. That will be something to watch for him as well. But I mean, you know, we're kind of running out of time and uh, we've kind of got a lot of, we haven't even covered Spurs. I mean, Spurs win was so excellent. We haven't even covered them. So apologies to Service Spurs. We just talked about City and what they're doing. Uh, but I mean, I just want to end on this though. Graham, Sinus, Graham Sunas, you're a prat uh, for what you said. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if you haven't, uh, if anybody's watching this and doesn't know what that's about, just go and check out his comments on on Paul Pogba and you know, and and Michael, which is the whole thing that happened there. It's just, I mean, it's it's sad, and I think uh, I think people in the media need to take more of a stand against this kind of blatant yeah. stuff. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I'm not, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just, anyway, just I want to, I don't want to discuss it uh, right now because I know we have the time and probably discuss that, but just yeah, that you know, yeah, I'm seeing us needs to get a life seriously. Uh, but anyway, on that note, thank you so much, Kenya. Thank you so much, Prakar. Uh, for joining me on this show. Uh, really Thanks excited to have your insights. Um, and of course, uh, City have got a good game coming up. They've got Norwich. I mean, of all teams to play, probably Norwich are a great team to bounce back against because they play open football. So they'll let, they'll let City score three or four goals um, if they have to. That's not a problem. Um, I, I think so, let's, yeah. Let's, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope that, you know, City can score a goal. I don't want... Uh, because I know, because the, the, they'll, they'll start running right. If, if they score the first goal in the first couple of minutes, they're just going to start that's where it is and then of course who knows who knows if they'll have 150 million signing to show off at that point i think that, that that's what yeah. we're all waiting on on, on at this point that's what the, the, Four weeks of the transfer out. window so anything can happen yeah, there's still two weeks to go and there's still lots of players that could be moving on. Um, and of course, players that we haven't even seen yet. Mamelu Lukaku. We're still waiting on Lukaku. We're still waiting on a few others to, to make their debuts as well for the for their clubs. So, Varane. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't want to make it to United Sunday, but yes, Varane as well is, is still is still out there. And then there's I, 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 there's so many others. I mean, Spurs have signed a few players. Villa have signed. Well, we haven't even seen Leon Bailey make a start yet. He did come off the bench. So there's all sorts of players that we're still waiting on. So it's still very early days. Uh, we're not making any predictions at this point, but uh, there's a few things to sort out. So anyway, thank you so much, Kanaya. Thank you so much, Prakar, for joining me on the show. Really great. Uh, glad, as always, to have your insights. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, if anybody's watching this, thank you so much for watching. Please do remember to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. And uh, you know we'll keep producing more of this content. And I mean, I mean it's a bit sad. Last week, last year, we had uh, you know a game every two, three days, and it was nice. Now we've got like this whole week in between us, so we don't know what to yeah. do. Uh, that says, I, 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 know, I know it was hell for the players. It was nice for us as fans because you get to watch the like, games like every two, three days. It's nice unless your team gets knocked out. But even otherwise, it's nice to watch two, three games. It's been lovely. Yeah, it was nice. like getting, getting games back to back. That was just amazing. 
Yeah, it was nice. I mean, not good for the players. It was good for us as fans because you have something to look forward to in midweek. Because now you've got to wait all the way till Saturday, Friday, Saturday to see a game. But anyway, we'll be back with the review show for, uh, sorry, preview show for next for this week's games if we can. Uh, we tried. I mean, I know it's again United fans. We tried to get teams of other fans, but I think Arsenal and Chelsea fans, uh, City fans, were just too disappointed to show up. But we'll try to get the fans from other clubs. You, do, you know, it's not some, It's not for the want of trying. It's just the want of, of interest, and, and we'll try that. But anyway, thank you for watching. And have a good day or night, and we'll see you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.